0: folks we're back with another episode don't leave it to the judges podcast i'm here with main man patty broke a skull patty
1: what's going on everyone hello this is the number one podcast in the mma genre of podcasting um i'd say we're climbing the charts in comedy if, if i can pat my own back um we're also getting very good at learning the names of a lot of these foreign fighters we're getting introduced to a lot of future champions maybe maybe not but uh I guess let me just go ahead and start with, I, I, have a, I have a good rant for the Contender Series, so we'll save oh, that wow. up here, but uh, let's go ahead and do this, um, this most recent card, dude. There were some uh, fascinating fights here. You got okay. the 41-year-old, uh, what is it, Guido Canati, mm-hmm. Canetti, and I went with that guy, thought he was going to win, and when I saw the man on Mart- uh, Martinez, I remembered him from the Contender Series, and uh, still a fun fight. Great fight. The dude, they lasted all the rounds. You know what I mean? His cardio was there for mm. being an older guy. It was a great fight to start the card, I think. It really set people's, you know, there wasn't a knockout, but there was action. You know what I'm saying? And, and pe- that'll get people to sit on their edge of their seat. And the next fight, uh, it it brought that. It brought mm. that with a highlight yeah. reel. And the guy looked scary as shit afterwards. I've yeah, never I was seen just anybody gonna comment do a submission on, uh, and look like he knocked knock somebody out.
0: I was going to comment on <laughs> Guido Canetti, man. 41 years old. That guy is a fucking kicking machine. Yeah, I mean, kick after sure. kick after. He's using his, his kicks like hands. Just kick, kick, kick. But, uh, yeah, he didn't win it. But, man, I mean, he was going up against a guy who's 25. But, yeah, let's get to the next fight. <laughs> the next fight, was that was at Pat, uh, Jamal Emmers, Pat Sabatini. And uh, Embers got him down. It just couldn't stay on top of him. It was on top of him. And then he got his leg taken off.
1: Yeah, badly. One of the uh, one of the worst leg injuries I've probably seen in UFC history, uh, outside of the a leg kick, as far as submissions are concerned. This guy finished him, legitly finished him in the the knee bar. I, I would imagine is what it was because it snapped at the knee. And uh, oddly enough, they were kind of they were fighting back and forth. You know, like he Jamal was trying to, you know, grab his leg, even though you could see he was yeah. in anguish. You're like, yeah, he is, didn't like, have the this knowledge this of, the, is, of the hold. <laughs> But it was a fun fight. I think uh, Sabatini is a dangerous dude, and I just Mm -hmm. hope that he is more well-rounded than just that because that's only going to get you so far. Uh, Then we have a female fight, uh, Vanessa Dimopoulos versus J.J. Aldridge, and uh, this is a decent female fight, I think. Um, They were getting after it there for a second. No, I didn't watch a single second. What happened?
0: (laughs) Well, uh, uh, Vanessa Dimopoulos, she was just outclassed, man. Her striking just wasn't on par with J.J. Aldridge. And J D Aldrich is a counter just a counter striker, which I think not having a crowd there, it's just it, the counter strikers do a little better, cause they're they don't have to go first. She didn't go first. She just waited, counter struck, out struck her, and yeah, that was that was pretty much it, man. J D Aldrich won that, took that. Dustin Jacoby, Darren Stewart, uh, first round knockout for Jacoby. Yep. How'd you like that one?
1: Yeah, I, I, it, was one, it was worthy of watching for sure. It was one of these where, I, like I said, either one of these guys have that kind of power, mm-hmm. but who was really trying to move up in the division? Who's trying to showcase that they've improved? And it was Jacoby, 100%. Yeah. And I think he, he might get somebody up there uh, coming up soon yeah, considering Darren Till is fighting, you know, uh, Derek Brunson.
0: Yeah, he's 15-5 now.
1: It's not, th- these are 85ers, if I'm correct, right? These are 205ers.
0: Okay, weights. so if it's
1: 205, it's, it's even less dense. So this guy could have a, a, a number next to his name in his next fight. Who knows?
0: Yeah, he, um, he hasn't lost since 2015. So Yeah, right. man, 15 and 5 now.
1: But then you have to remember also Darren Stewart wasn't coming in off of very many wins or a highlight real record, but <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> it, it looks good because he finished him. It just proves like he's leaps and bounds uh, better already. So he can only continue to improve. But uh, then we have a uh, smile on Sam Alvey. We both, uh, we like him. He's great. Uh, versus Wellington Terman, who didn't do very well in his last fight. But uh, this was a good fight. And Sam Alvey, to me, has now established himself as the gatekeeper, if I'm not mistaken, for 205. Uh, last I knew. I,
0: he... I would say, I don't know how long he's going to
1: last in the UFC. Just... No, of course. But that's fine. It, Same thing is, with Saroni. It's like pull the guy in when you're when you're really trying to make a star. It, it's a when that six loss, though. I mean, he hasn't won
0: since 2018.
1: But remember how he's losing. That's yeah, that's what he's, I that's what, not, that's what, knocked what out, you know what I'm saying. Like Andre, Andre Arlowski is is essentially my gatekeeper for mm-hmm. heavyweight. And it's not because he's winning, <clears throat> it's yeah. because he's giving them something that's difficult to fight against. You take him down, he's gonna have a counter for that. You put him in the clinch, he's got a counter for that. You want to stand, we can do that as well. You see what I'm saying? That, to me, is the gatekeeper. And same thing with Donald Cerrone being Uh, in that position where it's like, yeah, he's an all-around MMA guy. If you're the next guy that they're going to try to push, put you in the top 15, et cetera, et cetera, you got to beat this veteran. This veteran who has seen everything. You see what I'm saying? Wellington, uh,
0: Wellington had, I don't know how many, it wasn't exactly eye pokes, it was more like eye
1: rakes. Yeah. Multiple times, and this the the contender series will be a a point of contention with that (laughs) subject as well. But it is, it's something that they're continuing to consider. They have Mm -hmm. to. This is not a new issue. I mean, I'll you know reference it again. Uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson when he got poked, that was one of the nastiest I've ever seen. Uh, It it is a weird way to end a fight, but it it happens, man. You know, um, I will say that when he caught him with that one shot where he split him, that was fascinating. I was like, that was such a sloppy shot, but he caught him, and it opened him up, and you could see on Sam Alvey's face, like, fuck, that hurt. (laughs) That hurt like a motherfucker. Because a lot of these guys, especially the veterans, they have this, excuse me, they have this, uh, I I gotta get Mun back. You see what I'm saying? Like, you hit me good, I'm trying to find Mun. Uh, but anyways, doesn't matter, the next fight ended so quickly that, uh, not much to even say. (laughs) But this the guy's got massive power, very, mm-hmm. very good timing.
0: It was perfectly timed. He was bending over right into it. Bam. There was zero defense
1: <laughs> too, dude. He was like he was leaning as if he expected a kick to go over his head.
0: He had no idea that was coming.
1: A yeah, the and, it, and it was devastating. I mean he he ended up split like that's the that's a level of knockout that is uh overwhelming. When your whole body's leaning into it and it connects clean, that's why he flopped over. It almost looks fake, like from a movie. But you know, uh, yeah, Al Hassan, done. what do you think, man? In the division, uh, you think he's going to get some higher competition? Is he consistent enough? Uh, yeah. I mean, I-, I would hope he'd be able to turn around pretty quickly
0: and get back in there, since the fight only lasted <laughs> just a few seconds. It seemed like 17 seconds to be. So uh, they get him is, in there quick, and get have, somebody a little, little better, and uh, just let him keep yeah. working and advancing up.
1: But who was? What has uh, D'Cherico done? Has he had good competition or anything like this? Was he beating guys before uh, he met he, him? He, he's he the a guy win. that
0: had the uh, the head kick win over Buckley.
1: Okay, so after Joaquin, and okay, yeah. Anyways, that's all all well and good. I do think he deserves better competition after the way he finished uh, D'Shurico in this fight, Al, Al- Hassan. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, that's all I have to say about that one. Uh, anything else for you? Oh, uh,
0: yeah, that, that's it for that. Mere short, mere um, uh, short. Man, that was a uh, pretty impressive for him. Really impressive with the uh, the rear naked, rear naked choke.
1: Yeah, I do, <laughs> I'll be honest. I didn't see the the finish. I knew that he had won but i didn't see how he finished and i had seen pretty much uh muradov kind of having his Mur- muradov whatever uh beating him up a little right there wasn't yeah it didn't look like Mearshart was going to pull it out and then he did kind of yeah, thing he, he did beat him up mistake. a little
0: bit but he just stayed on him stayed on him stayed until he got him down and was able to get the choke
1: the- he Mearshart, to me not stylistically but his mentality and the way that he fights is very like Nate Marquardt, uh, Rory McDonald style, where it's like, you're just going to have to fucking beat me down, dude, or knock me out. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have to really hurt me. Uh, And I like that. Uh, Again, I don't, we do these, you can go look, if you guys are joining the don't leave it to the judges picks uh, on the ESPN app, I don't care how well I do. Uh, It's simply fascinating to put something down on paper. So even though that happens, I'm more looking towards like, Hey, which one of these guys is going to be a future champion. Who, how well can he do against uh, Israel Adesanya? You know what I'm saying? This is what I'm looking at. So regardless of whoever wins, Sam and I know this as we as we pick him anyways, but it is more fascinating to be like, fuck, I thought he was really going to win. And then you're like, oh, well, he didn't win. But uh, again, these guys really, just, the last several fights, especially uh, starting from the prelims up to this point, they were kind of long fights. You know, they were getting into it. They were really brawling. And then somebody would pull out a crazy win. Uh, but
0: Go ahead, man. Uh, the, Sorry, <laughs> Andre Petroski, beating Michael Gilmore. I kind of knew that was going to happen. Yeah, the way The thing is, I don't uh, think yeah. Petroski is going to be much competent for for any of the UFC fighters. No. Uh, I think he's he leaves his head exposed. He, he's he's going to get knocked yeah. the fuck out, man. He he seems like he's cocky. He it, it seems he's like one of those guys who seems like he thinks
1: he's better than what he is. Well, his his beard gives him confidence, if for real. That's what's happening. His beard has went to his head, okay, <laughs> and that the way that he, yeah. stylistically, the way that he looks, you know, um, people are gonna root for this guy. He looks like the guy who's gonna wear a flannel shirt and possibly uh, chop down a tree somewhere, right? So they're gonna naturally, instinctively root for him, not because of his skills. But Michael Gilmore, as I said, and you acknowledged as well, he's not, he was not top-of-the-line competition. Mm-hmm. And it still was not a fast fight. No. Nope. took him forever. He was competition for him, for sure, when they walked in there. The difference is, is exactly what you're saying. Is there a possibility for him to gain weight and move up, move down? Can he be more accurate with his strikes? Could he be a striker? Because you know what? You and I both have seen many great wrestlers come into this sport and be able to throw nasty punches Mm -hmm. and finish guys. Could he be the next one? Is he willing to put himself there and be that level of athlete? I don't know. I think I'm on the same page with you, and and, I agree.
0: And and we know he can't really wrestle against a wrestler because that's how he lost a fight in the house. He was beating a guy up in the first round. The second round, uh, Ludovic took him down and stayed on him.
1: And how, how do you root for him? That's what I'm saying. In the end, it's just like, oh, he's got a beard. Like, that's why people are going to continue to be like, oh, I like seeing this guy. It's just like James Harden, except for he actually has great skills and he's he's a superstar. But Podrowski's <laughs> beard is going to be his sort of thing. Um, uh, the, ne- the next fight, you know, Kevin Lee stinks. I still hate him. Um, still think Daniel Rodriguez is on a fucking tear, man. Uh, this kid is hungry. I think. It doesn't matter who you put in front of him. You give him a contract, the man's going to sign it, and he's going to come in there, and he's going to throw hammers at you. And he's going to take a beating. He's going to give one. And I'll tell you what, he did very well against a, a, a highly skilled, I would I would consider Kevin Lee to be a veteran.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he did t- great. He did yeah. great. I, I want to point something out in this fight. I'm going to go on a tiny bit of a rant, because we call DC out on this type of thing. During the second round of this fight, Michael Bisping got very, very quiet. Matter of fact, he didn't speak at all most of the second round. And then when he did speak, he had something in his mouth. So I was paying attention. The The, the fighters were up against the cage. Bisping disconnects his headset, reaching into a Chick-fil-A bag. It's fucking eating Chick-fil-A oh. during the fight, dude. During the fight, damn. he's eating Chick-fil-A. You can see it, in, see him in the background at the end of the table, stuffing his mouth with Chick-fil-A. Dude, these fights aren't that fucking long, and plus, yeah. some of them got like half an hour in between them. There's a quick knockout, like that 17 second knockout two fights before. Eat your damn Chick-fil-A yeah, you in now. when you're yeah. waiting 30 minutes yep. for the fight to start up. Go take a shit, whatever. Yeah, Get back there.
1: I actually have a lot about commentators coming up for the contender series. And uh, I'm glad you're starting early. But let's continue on before I get into <laughs> okay, it. But I okay. do fully agree. I'll, I heard something too, my friend. Don't worry. Right. I heard something too. Oh. All right. So uh, we had a uh, Ricky Turser. Uh Daniel Rodriguez, Kevin Lee, your thoughts. I mean, did you want to finish? Uh, Dan, anything I'll just that? say Daniel was, Rodriguez I mean,
0: looked strong, man. I mean, he looked, he, damn. he looks big. That's what I was reason. about to he say looks, that. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a yeah. light heavyweight
1: in there. I think – and that's where the power is going to come from, and he, he's just very precise with the strikes. He's not even one of these guys that will hit you and see you rocked and dive on you, which is very smart. That shows uh, you know, a good mental game when you're in there. But next up, Ricky Tercios, uh, Brady, high stand. Eh. That, yeah, that
0: eh. could have went either way. It really Yeah, could. it
1: didn't really – it was kind of – I don't know. It they. I don't know. It was kind of boring, honestly. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it, just it may seemed, have been boring. Uh,
0: it was a crazy pace. They were just kind of running all over the place.
1: But it was very fundamental where it's like, oh, I'm just going to go for the single leg here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to dive in. I'm going to throw one, two, dive in. Throw one, two, dive on the back. He's going to move back. I mean, Ricky Tercios has some very strange striking. Again, uh, he's like a Tony Ferguson when it comes to his training. So I do think this kid will have a potential to do some things in the division because he's a long guy. The difference is is he has to get more power and better accuracy because he could have put this kid out if he wanted to because, like I said, he was just – fundamental fighting of one, two, drop to the knee, fake the takedown. What It was just consistently going for the takedown. Mm-hmm. And if he wanted to, he could have put him away. Uh, he had him hurt very early. You know, he split him open as well. So what do you think uh, as far as the division is concerned with the, either one of these?
0: In the Bantamweight division, I don't see either one of them doing much. I really don't. Uh, the next fight, the middleweight, I'm, I just want to say I'm very, very impressed with Brian Battle. He just soaked up knowledge the whole time he was in that house you. training. Yeah. He is one of the last guys picked. He just soaked up the knowledge and and he puts on a game plan. He comes out and I didn't expect him to win by submission over Gilbert Urbana.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he, you're exactly right in that because he was one of the last guys picked Mm -hmm. on the show for sure. He did. He didn't stand out as a personality, somebody that you have Mm -hmm. to pay attention to because he's got a dramatic background or what have you. And then, you saw him in, I don't know, there's a few guys that we've seen come through that really have that. They're not the guys that win, as I've said before. In most cases, the guy that has that mentality goes on to do great things in the UFC, but he's not the ultimate fighter winner. Brian Battle won this thing. Now, you have to question, you have to put an aster- an asterisk next to it. You have to, because his competition wouldn't have been the same. Sean should have been the opponent. Yeah. Can we still say... And ride the coattails that is Brian Battle, you know, into battle, pun intended. <laughs> do you think it would have happened the same way had he fought Trey Sean?
0: Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Trey Sean, see, we haven't seen too much of Trey Sean. We've seen he's got the power. We haven't, we
1: haven't seen but enough. Is is he one dimensional? Is that all he has is that power? That's what I mean. You're exactly right. I, we I haven't know. seen somebody test him everywhere. Mm, Trey, Trey Sean hasn't been, hasn't been, tested. been tested everywhere. He's essentially just went out there and strikes some strikes him down the whole time and avoids mm-hmm. a takedown. That's about it. But could he do that against a guy who's a little bigger than him? I would hmm. I don't know. So there mm-hmm. has to be a question there and I think what's going to have to happen is the next fight Ryan Battle gets is Trey Sean. Uh, I mean,
0: right, I, I, it would only make that that
1: only make sense to me. Yeah, so I, mean, I, I, could, do I could
0: see that happen. I was uh it Battle or does would he start him off. I, be yeah, I mean, that's great. Yeah, yeah, either way. But uh, Battle, man, he's not somebody that you're going to start like you want him up against some top, top level competition. I think you just build him up slowly. Let him work his way up. He's learning, learning, learning. And I, I think I don't know if he's there completely right now, but he's getting there and he's getting there.
1: He's nasty, man. The, I the more he trains, very, the better he gets. Yeah. I agree. And that's what we uh, we brought it up early on the show. It's uh, like we want to see these guys improve. Show me an improvement. Show me that you're trying to get better. Dustin Jacoby did it. Okay? Brian Battle, he's finishing these guys. It's not just, hey, does he have knockout power? It's, hey, uh, should I take him down? And then that's where Trey Sean is, where he wouldn't even attempt to take down. You're going to be forced to stand with him. Mm-hmm. Is that the next fight? But speaking of striking, Edson Barboza versus Giga Chikatze. Knockout, third round, minute 44. And... This was a fight, you know, a very good fight, very technical sound, you know, uh, I watched most of it. I didn't actually even see how it finished. Uh again another late running card, but what do you think, man? Yeah. What do you think of Jiga, do you think future?
0: Yeah, man. I, I don't know what's next for him. Uh, I he he proved his worth to me. I mean, I was kind of rooting for Edson. I picked him, but yeah, he looked great. He looked great and he was I mean what what did yeah. I say? He looked fantastic. Then he called out Max Holloway. I don't know if he's there yet. But hell, why not? Let him see what he can do. <laughs> Let him be tested. He wants like to fight that. Max Holloway. I love that. <laughs> but you know, this was a late card and fortunately, uh the card coming up this week starts at like four PM Eastern time. It won't be on until like one thirty in the morning here. But uh yeah, man. I like you say he called out Max Holloway. Let's see. I say make it happen. Let's see what the hell he can do.
1: Uh, why not? I mean, what? Who else is really up there? This is fifty-five or thirty-five, right? Forty-five. It's, uh, featherweight.
0: Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's, uh
1: okay, so forty-fivers. I mean, yeah. Who, who's really up there outside of uh, you know, Eds and Barbosa and these guys? Why not? Why not? And then that's also the same division as Volkanovsky and Ortega, mm-hmm. correct? Forty-five. So yes. Yes. I would say Chikaze is right up there, dude. But uh, let's get into this fucking contender series before I right. quit. <laughs> before uh, before the I back literally back. just sit here and go, do you remember that stupid sound that you would hear when you'd uh, the phone would be off the hook for too long? When people still had home phones, you know, like you'd just leave, <laughs> like, you'd accidentally leave it off the hook. I hear the busy signal. Yeah, that shit was so <laughs> damn annoying. I'm glad that's gone. Uh, speaking of annoying, All right. Um tender series folks here we go this is where i shine um
0: i hope you're not gonna like go on a rant about lori senko but go ahead let's see
1: (laughs) no okay hold on we're not doing that but uh here here, this is my first thing i'll say new commentator question mark okay like who the fuck is this guy okay there's this weird man (laughs) sitting next to lauren senko and fucking paul felder who i've never seen before Okay, that shit pisses me off. Oh, okay. All right. Man, and then and then and then he went to say one point during the fights, he said to Paul Felder, he says, My guess is as good as yours. <laughs> no, it is. Oh, it is how in what fucking world is your guess as good as Paul Felder's? Now that's not even my biggest complaint here, my friend. Okay. Oh, wow. That bothered the shit out of me because I told you. There was that Chael Sonnen, there was a guy that was not Chael Sonnen, next to Chael Sonnen. Mm. I saw him on like an NBA fucking, an, an NBA show. He's talking right. basketball now. So I'm thinking this is just an ESPN fucking commentator. He doesn't work for any specific sports. He just Whoa. works for sports. And that's annoying as fuck to me. Okay, because there's a lot of these guys that could easily give better. I would rather have Michael Chandler sitting there next to Nate fucking Diaz
0: instead of this
1: weird nobody. You understand how deep Hmm. I'm going, my friend? That's how much it annoys me. Okay, it annoys me beyond reprieve. Like, I can't even tell you. Who this man... What the fuck's his name? Did you you have his name at all? Tyler? Terry? It's Dan. you have a name? Dan Helio. Oh, fuck. (laughs) I hate you, Dan. Why are you here, man? Your suit's too tight, number one. Number two, you got a $50 fucking haircut. That's ridiculous. And you don't know shit about fighting. You're simply... I read the fucking prompter, man. That's what you do. You have no emotion tied to the sport. So go fuck yourself and get a different job. Why is ESPN doing this? Because there's no fucking way... Dana White, being the fan of MMA that he is, would allow that shit to take place unless he was told to by the fucking bigwigs at ESPN. Am I right?
0: Well, this this guy, I have no idea about that. This guy came off of the, uh, he was like on the NFL Network. Some like NFL Network from 2013 till now. So a yes, Fox Sports so type Perry guy. Bradshaw. So yeah, you're right. He's one of those
1: one of those guys. He's Mario Lopez, bro. He's coming into the fucking sport that he knows nothing about, and he's scared of these guys when he sees them cross paths in the dressing room. Fuck him. Now, Paul Felder's an ugly man. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Like, no, that's a no. weird looking dude. He has a weird face, man. When he doesn't have his beard, his top lip. Is so much thicker than the rest of the fucking part of his face. It bothers the shit out of me. Uh he's got a dinosaur face, as I said. And it's like, is FC not in good enough relations with ex-fighters to not so, give them this job instead of some random SPN guy? Yeah, yeah, and I then, gotcha. Let's so,
0: I just want to ask you something oh because I I didn't know who the fuck this guy was, so I looked him up. That's why I'm that's that's why I know his name. I looked him up. Like who the hell is this guy? I don't remember him. Well when I read, Helio joined Former UFC lightweight Eve Edwards to launch Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender series. He teamed with Snoop Dogg and Uriah Faber on the series in 2017. So has he
1: been on here before? I don't remember him. I've never seen him before. I wouldn't have these fucking feelings about him if yeah, he, that's he's what just I'm like bad. Remember how I told you how weird the dude is for BKFC, the like owner guy who yeah. puts his face on camera and he definitely yeah. afraid of it? that's what i felt like when i saw this guy i'm like that's the same guy right and then i looked at him harder i'm like who this is batista what's going on here do they just get some like why do they keep getting these random dudes but here i'll go on a little bit lauren senko you should just be quiet you can sit there and be pretty but also don't say anything you know what i mean because you're just repeating what paul was about to say or had already said okay
0: i'm gonna disagree with you on this
1: all right. Let's fucking let's get into right. it. I'm debating here. Because now, the here's, the thing, is like, here's the thing, man. Here's the thing with me. good, good. Go go Let me just say this. I'm not saying she doesn't deserve this position okay. or okay. they shouldn't give her the opportunity. It's I I just have this weird attachment to the sport itself and how many of these fucking guys should be in there instead of her. <laughs> I don't know who she is. I've never seen her fight like that. Right. I would rather I, even another female put Misha Tate's ass Ronda Rousey. I could give a fuck. But let me get somebody who I can recognize that has been in there, that has been under the UFC banner, didn't fight in Invicta or some random fucking other Bellator Strikeforce shit. I want somebody who is ingrained. Paul Felder is ingrained. Cormier, as much as he stinks, he's ingrained. Uh, Dominic Cruz with the fucking personality of a paperclip, ingrained, okay? I would rather have that. Get Keith Jardine, okay? He's doing backgrounds for fucking movies and shit. Why can't he sit there and fucking mumble some stuff? Chuck Liddell, who gives a fuck? All I'm saying is... There's so many of these guys that have came and went, dude. Why are we not hearing from Ken Shamrock's out of his goddamn mind, but give him a mic for fuck's sake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> actually, so like Frank Shamrock when he used to commentate.
1: Well, you get my <laughs> angle. My whole yeah. angle is simply. Yeah, yeah, crazy. I know. Bringing <laughs> somebody that, in that, that's,
0: that was a fighter. Yeah. I got you. I understand that. I just want to say, uh, I'm not even going to speak on about her being a former fighter. She was a, a fighter in Victor. I don't know if she yeah. got injured or she just didn't want to get beat up, but she was undefeated. I'm pretty sure. All I'm going to say is every time there's a female announcer in any sport, I'm always telling my wife like, damn, you know, I I hate to say this, babe, but it feels like I'm being nagged by a woman while I'm watching TV. Like, for example, I I know this this could get me canceled here. I don't give a shit. It's true. Doris Burke during a basketball game. I got to hear her. She's got the same fucking voice. It sounds like she's just nagging the living shit out of you, the the woman during the football games. It sounds just like Doris Burke. All of them sound the fucking, and they sound like they're yeah, nagging the, the hell out of you. They're all like got the same exact voice. All the tennis ladies when they talk, blah 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 blah. I caught a little bit of the Little League World Series. That lady, blah. It's it's the same fucking voice. At least Lori Sinco, I'm like thinking when she came in, I'm like, damn. I so immediately, at least she doesn't feel like she's nagging the shit out of me while she's... And, I will okay. tell you, she's done a lot of research, yeah. it seems <laughs> like, when she's talking about the fighters before they come out. I'm not talking about during the fight, but before they come out, she's very knowledgeable about the fighters and their their previous fights uh, on the independent scene or where the hell they're from.
1: Right. That's because, Sam, she has a real job. Mm-hmm, yeah. She actually probably works for the UFC. Mm-hmm. Okay, she does. chances are I could probably almost put money on it. She's the one giving most of these guys the notes. Okay, she's probably the one sitting at home for fucking hours doing this actual research, typing it up, mm-hmm. giving them the paperwork, saying, "Look, this is the shit about this guy. Check it mm-hmm. out." Because you'd have to for the fucking goofy next door. He he doesn't know shit. He's just <laughs> an ape in a suit. <laughs> fucking, uh, welcome to the UFC. Like, mm-hmm. they're just trying to replace Mike Goldberg a thousand times. It's like, you can't get any cornier, man. Stop doing this. And it's obviously ESPN. I won't keep bringing it up. But, yeah. yeah. Well, and Lauren Sanko, you know, I like
0: Bellator bringing in. I mean, even if they brought in a former ref. And, hell, I would listen to yeah. Herb Dean talk uh, for McCarthy, a little bit. He's, Shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I did say this. Uh, I did write this. Uh, Lauren Sanko shouldn't be commentating, not for the contender series or anywhere. Uh, I'm actually really close to watching every one of these fights without sound. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I wrote <laughs> hold on I, I this is written i actually wrote all this i said uh, uh oh never mind that's the end um I, the rest of it is about the fights uh so let's get into the fights all right was i first just want to
0: say one more thing one more thing yeah because um i was wondering when we we're watching the the okay when the fight's over with who's gonna take her place no one. No, she, she walked down. And took. Her. She walked
1: down.
0: She's doing that both jobs, man. Job. She's yeah, doing
1: both she jobs. So this is what I'm telling you. She's busting her ass, dude. and here's what's funny. Yeah, she is I'm wondering her if. Here's the here's a hilarity. Of course, I'm being, uh, super funny this entire episode. But of course, it is all jokes, my friends. Uh, what I will say is maybe I think Paul Felder is ugly because he was sitting next to Sanko. You know what I mean? Sanko. Like maybe the offset was just so much. I was like, damn, Paul Felder's fucking ugly, isn't he? <laughs> Turns out she's just really hot. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. the offset was too much. Right? Jesus <laughs> Christ. Me next to her, you're like, that guy's a fucking ape. What, what the hell is that? You know what I mean? Where did he come from? Has he ever seen the sun? You know what I'm saying? Like she's, she, she even had on more makeup. You could th- physically see it on her. When you looked at Paul Felder, you're like, this fucking guy. He, I don't know if he even sat in a chair, dude. He might have got his hair done, but he fucking walked right to that motherfucker. They didn't even check his light. Uh,
0: <laughs> so, yeah. so she she oh, was it. put on Twitter about her, her little button that she had that's uh, talk back and cough. So you can hit it to mute your mic if you're coughing, blah, talk back to her. Uh, so I was like, man, does Bisping have one for Chick-fil-A? You can just fucking hit.
1: You take his uh, shit off. Like anyway,
0: let's get into it. Uh, first fight. What, hold on. Let good, me just,
1: good, thing. just to add to that, because you brought it up again about the Bisbean and the Chick Fil A, at the very end, at the very end of the fight, I hear Paul Felder go, "Oh, thanks." And in no way was that in relation to anything else anybody was talking about. <laughs> So that now that you brought up the Chick-fil-A, Somebody Paul just got, like a <laughs> a, he might have just got a cough or something. Oh, thanks. He might have just got his Chick-fil-A, bro. Good or took Or took whatever the fuck is in his top lip down and finally chewed I, on it. I
0: wouldn't have no problem in except like, for some of the time in between fucking forever.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then, I mean, like Chick-fil-A was where you went first. Aren't you in Las Vegas? <laughs> You're yeah. like, Chick-fil-A, let's fucking hit it. And also eating next to, in front of people, rude. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to offer them a mojo. <laughs> I was bringing up for the whole time. All right, yeah, let's get into the fights, man. Fucking, I got some shit.
0: Okay, uh, AJ Fletcher, Leonardo Damani, I think was his name. I don't know. Who cares what his name is? He's tit and two. Yeah. Uh, AJ Fletcher came in eight and oh. They, they were uh, kind of going back and forth for a tiny bit. Uh, so- AJ Fletcher's promo was talking some shit. And he took some he t- took some wild swings. And I'm thinking like Leonardo's just gonna end up eventually hitting him a couple good times, and then the uh the big flying knee happened. I'm like, holy shit. Cause that was might have been the most perfectly landed knee I've witnessed ever.
1: And that was probably what annoyed me the most about Paul Felder. <laughs> now back on him. <laughs> Because he did the Telecaster shit, and I'm like, this wasn't worth it, was it, Paul? Because guess what, man? You just said all that already. You literally repeated your fucking stuff. He said the same thing, but he drew a picture. Great. You said the <laughs> same words, man. All you did was add a little fucking drawing. If you were going to do it, save it. <laughs> save it till you are drawing. He's like, look, this is a see the space here. And then how the cage is there. And then like, he, he can't go backwards. See what I mean? He can't go backwards. When I draw the arrows, you see how it looks. Cause most people are stupid and they just can't follow the arrow. So I draw the arrow. Like who, come on, man.
0: You might right, do that. For about that, uh, that, but that hey, I will say that Dan guy beside him. Fucking do a little I, diagram I, I, for him.
1: Show him what's up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did he say five words throughout the whole fucking thing? I mean, anything that wasn't scripted <laughs> now, uh, what I want to say about the, this fight, uh, it ended quickly and I skipped over all of the, like the promotion of the guy. Hey, this is my family back in uh, Wisconsin and, um, you know, raise uh, cattle on the farm. I skipped all of it. Don't want to hear any of it. Don't care. He was talking um, a
0: lot of shit. So when it got,
1: to the, yeah, when it got to the fight, I saw the difference. They were pretty well matched in their uh, size, I would say, but the athleticism you could see from the blonde haired kid, he, he was like a Dillashaw. You know what I mean? He was kind of built like that. He was obviously more muscular and in a different division. But did he do that knee because he was like, for sure, he can't back up and I'm that skilled? I don't know. Was that a fluke situation? That's the worst part about this shit. Possible. Is That's all we got to see, yeah. dude. That's all you get. So you're like, okay, well, I'm going to root for him the next time because I saw him do a flashy knockout. That's the casual fan thing. But then he goes up against the guy who we recognize, and we're like, okay, he has no problem with that whatsoever. He's going he's gonna to circle away or whatever. Is he going to have the same results? I don't know. I'm not putting my money on him every single time. No, I'll do it the next time. you got to root for him because you're like, I saw something. Do it again, and then he might not do it again, and he might not have even a future. We don't know, but it was great to see. He's very athletic, and he's got a name, A.J. Fletcher. That's a name you're going to remember. He's probably going to have some—what was his nickname?
0: I don't know his nickname.
1: He had a nickname, huh? Uh, anyways, doesn't matter. We'll remember the, the actual name, AJ Fletcher. And then if he does get a nickname or how we? What are we going to follow him on Twitter? Um, anyways, awesome finish. Then we have the next fight. His nicknames where the ghost, I, the goat. Yeah, there we go. So he's the already ghost. got a big ghost. Name. Now, like the invisible. Ghost. Man. So now the now he's ghost. already not seen, and he's he's isolating <laughs> himself, and he, he's dead. Now, <laughs> cut all of this. Man. Let's just start over. Can we start over? I feel bad. No. We've done, we've done too many minutes. We've done too many minutes about Paul Felder. And I feel like I'm too Irish to be telling any of this. <laughs> like, Hey man, you kind of look like fuck. <laughs> uh, anyways, don't Vic- laugh at it. You're not supposed to laugh at it when I make the joke. It <laughs> is mean, a joke Victor me. Alterina and Carlos
0: Candelaria. Uh, Hated Split it. decision. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have signed either one of these guys, man. I would no, not have fucking signed either one of these guys. Don't come back. Carlos was on here before the in the first season, football. and then he yeah. lost his passion for sport. He wasn't signed. He came back. <laughs> he was talking all this shit. I'm gonna get a finish. Victor came in at the wrong time. All right. All right. And, and I, I got around. Know, and all I did on Twitter is I put out. This is why we have the name of our podcast The Way It Is, right here. Don't leave it to the judges for a fucking reason.
1: (laughs) Uh, I also want to say, uh, they mentioned Tim Crater being uh, AJ Fletcher's coach, uh, the dude with the flying knee. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you remember him. He was on The Ultimate Fighter. He was a ground guy. Did did all right. I think he won. Um, But also, I hate hearing from fighters about other fighters, like Dustin Poirier popping up Mm-hmm. Alexis Carrazzo talking about him. It's like, hey, man, I hope your guy loses now. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's just how I feel. It's like, fucking, why do you do this? You're like trying to promote him. Hey, look what Mick Maynard said about this yeah, guy I mean, with it, the beard. You know, they,
0: they train at their gym. They're not going to talk shit about the guy. So, exactly. You know. So
1: it sounds fake. It's the, like, yeah, it yeah, is yeah, fake. You know, uh, Dustin Poirier, when Dustin Poirier came up, it's like, uh, you know, uh, he's fun to watch. Or no, he what did he say? I don't,
0: I don't know, know, because yeah. all I'm thinking is, yeah, he paid such and such. Like they paid a couple grand to join your gym for a training camp or something, and you're not gonna, you can't talk shit about the guy because he's trying to get his money back.
1: Exactly. So. Um, but I will say, uh, this is the thing that I was going to add to the fight we were just talking about. Um, you said you hate. You know this how fight, you're. Here. You know, here's what it is, man. This is what you're not going to do. You're not going to get a contract by doing this. Having a wrestling man. You're not going to win a fucking contract by going to a decision or and and unless the thing sells a fight. Yeah, especially they they did win a contract, though. This is a bad example. But if especially if it's your fucking second attempt, if this is your second try and you came out and you said, I'm just going to grab as a guy, grab him and try and wrestle him down and show him that ground and pound that we all love to see in the flyweight division. Fuck off, dude. Knock him out. We want to see knockout power in that division. You guys are little as fuck. You're from mm-hmm. fast as shit. Stop wrestling. Every single one of you should give up wrestling, period. Nobody wants to see these guys that are five foot three fucking wrestling each other around in a cage. You see what I'm saying? We want to see you guys take each other's fucking heads off. Come in with that power. Mm-hmm. I want to see a five foot three guy. That- that has to cut forty six, you know, 40, 80 pounds. You know what I'm saying? He's got to cut a shit ton away because he's so jacked. He's like, I'm knocking everybody out. It's over with. We're not going to see that, though. But a wrestling match is definitely not going to get you a contract. But guys, if you didn't watch, they both fucking got it. Yeah. Not the one guy who was like, hey, this is my second attempt. Uh, fuck the flyweight division, thought it was dead, decided, hey, I'm still skinny. I'll get back in. Um, so we did. Both those guys got it. Both of them got a contract, and here's what pissed me off about that is the other fight. Well, the other fight with the eye poke. Let's go ahead and talk about that.
0: Well, let, let me just say one more thing about this. Right. That Carlos Condolari, and in other words, since he lost, he got a contract. In other words, Dana White was going to give this guy a contract anyway, That's so he should have yeah. just go ahead and signed him up and not had him on the show. Just skip the show. Here's what I said.
1: After it happened, I had thought they already have matchups in their head. For the division for both the guys, and it's not them fighting each other again. They have matchups because that is a, a very sparse division, they need everybody they can get. I get it, I understand. But the way that he said it is like these guys both went in there, fucking beat each other up, or the kidnapped. You're like, What? Yeah, he acted no, like the guys beat won. the
0: shit out of each other, and I Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, that was the other. Fight. I don't that think Victor Alter, Al- Altamir thought that he was even gonna get a contract. And Carlos Condolari, he left. They said he had to go get him, bring him back into the building. But <laughs> all right, the next fight, the featherweight, Joe Anderson Britta, D- Diego Lope Lopez Lopes, uh, Lopez, whatever. Uh, Joseph Joe Anderson Britta, it kept taking him down. He's beating on him. I'm just waiting for Diego to to submit him, man. I'm thinking he's gonna work a submission. He's he was just the whole fight. He's trying to work submissions. But he never got any submissions. And then finally, the third round, a eye poke. And the thing about the eye poke is the ref was telling Joe Anderson the whole yes. time, watch those fingers, keep them up, yeah. keep them, keep the hand closed. The whole fucking time, the referee was super f- aware of it and was telling him.
1: Yeah. And and again, we we both know because we're huge fans of the sport. You have to you have to understand that this they tell this to many guys. John Jones is a, one of the biggest names in the sport, and he gets it all the time. This is just how some of them defend. It's what you do sometimes, specifically karate stance guys or southpaw. They're gonna keep one of their hands open. That's just I don't know why. It's a slap away type of thing, defense. You know what I'm saying? Move yeah. the head, slap a punch, whatever. And I will say uh, to this
0: referee's kicks. credit, he stopped the fight at one point just to tell Joe Anderson Britta. Watch the fingers. He made yeah.
1: sure he understood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I will say, this wasn't even as bad of an eye poke as uh, what I felt like Bilal Muhammad went through. Mm. Uh, I will say that this was a a devastating one to the point where he was literally blind uh, right after. You know, he couldn't see at all after the eye poke took place. Instead of any, you know, there was no in between time of him, oh, I can almost see, I'm trying to get a turk. No, yeah. he couldn't even open it. It was pretty much done from that point mm-hmm. forward. But yeah. I think this fight specifically, they were talking uh, about Brito being uh, super strong. Oh, he's super strong, strong guy. 26 years old, bro. He looks 43, okay? (laughs) Fine. You're in the sun all day. I get it. All I'm going to say is he is 26. He might be strong, but I think he was fighting a guy who was undersized. I think he did not have the strength for that division, And and here's why. Because he looks to be a natural flyweight right maybe 125 and he didn't gain weight at any point where burrito could have you see what i'm saying Mm. after the weigh-ins whatever he could put on water-wise or food-wise he can go in with that and be even stronger and heavier and and that might have taken away his uh, you know lopez's ability to pull off a submission but ending in an eye poke you're like give both of them a fucking contract right now because i would run that fight back if it was even an option, because like I said, the one guy Lopez looks the undersized, and that might have been why they saw they saw the other guy being so strong. I don't know. That was just yeah, what I, I saw.
0: Now, now there but was some the mention. I, I thought, think uh, Paul Felder had mentioned a couple. Uh, maybe Lopez come back on later in the season. I don't. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing right. him again.
1: I wouldn't mind seeing either one of them. But the one dude got a contract. So there you go, folks. Spoiler alert: uh, Brito got a contract. Lopez didn't though. Like that's just that seems rude.
0: To me, <laughs> now
1: I was hoping, and then they give it to the two guys who. That's what... I was gonna say, I was I was hoping you Stupid.
0: were gonna uh, go ahead and, and speak, uh, announce this, the the last matchup, but I can attempt it. Yeah, I don't
1: <laughs> have go. As, uh,
0: As- 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 yeah, go ahead. As- um, I I have no idea. The guy looked like a big Russian that's fucking right. bear. I mean, it, yeah, just his, As- his nickname's the good. professional. I mean, I he like looked like a fucking Better. bear, dude. He he was just, he's got overmatched, beard, overclassed. Been, the other guy just the, very the this math Matthew Schiffle didn't have a chance. Yeah. He didn't have a fucking chance.
1: And he was talking about striking, which I found fascinating. He was just talking about my striking also have to be good because uh, my history, my city of being Brazilian Jiu Jitsu ground game very well okay, so, uh striking skill. Like dude, you got your head fucking off yeah. and. Yeah. The way the dude came out, Azimat came out like a fucking professional. Like the a movement? dude who is going to be a problem. He's moving Get all around, in and out.
0: I'm oh like, holy shit, people. look at
1: this guy. Look He's look this scary guy. as fuck. <laughs> he really is scary. Did you, did you see, you know how they put the the like weird credentials next to him <laughs> before the fight? And it says like 9-0 uh, oh win streak or whatever. <laughs> One of his credentials was beating some fighter I never heard of. So I'm wondering if I wish I would have uh, remember the name, but it was some fighter I never heard of, and I'm wondering if it is that fighter that is like M1 Global or whatever, and he will not sign to the UFC because he's making so much money over there.
0: Hmm. Well, I don't know. I got a all list I know of is this yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got a list What's of up? folks. He's you know he's ten and zero now, at uh, seven knockouts.
1: And this one was lightning fast. It was uber accurate. I mean, the the guy was bigger than him too. He was undersized. That's why even Dana White was like 185. What are you thinking? What do you think? Could you imagine this kid coming in extra cut? The way I mean, he was cut all uh, more than I expected him to be. By the way of his the shape of his head and what have you. I mean, beautiful beard for sure. (laughs) The guy is a professional, and I will continue to call him that. But I didn't think he was going to be as cut as he was, and he came in ultra cut, dude. Which means he can last. He can go five rounds if he has to, and I think there are some guys. Uh, Blockowitz, being one of them, at two hundred five, will be an interesting matchup even now. Even now, I would like to see the Polish guy fucking fight the Russian guy and see what's up, dude. Because this kid—I mean, this was—if you guys aren't watching the contender series, I don't—I don't know how you got this far, number one. <laughs> but it is—it is the highlight of uh, the podcast for the future, uh, 10, 10 weeks, I think, or so.
0: Yeah, it's ten weeks. Uh, that's my it's my favorite UFC show that that airs by far. Yeah, that's, you know everything hinges on what you do then and there.
1: Now, I prefer a Bisbee If we could get a yeah. Bisbee in there with the Felder, I'm good with that. That's two like
0: uh, maybe somebody ahead. like Dan Hooker. I think would I, I would like to see somebody like that. Against, you go. That would be a great matchup.
1: Yeah, dude, he fucking left. Like I don't I have not heard a Dan Hardy uh, fight Call in a long time. That's probably because they're not going to Europe. I don't know.
0: All right, so that's all the contender series. Watch next Tuesday, ESPN Plus. It's so well worth the money, ESPN. But anyway, let's move Uh on. The next event coming up at the Apex Center, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Start off with the bantamweight bout. Jonathan Martinez. (laughs) The guy's got seven knockout wins. It's 13 and four. He's going against Marcelo uh, Rojo. He's sixteen and eight, and he's a huge underdog in this. Well, when I say huge, only by the people. The people picked eighty nine percent for Jonathan Martinez versus eleven percent uh, for Marcelo the Pitbull. And yeah, man, I feel the same way. Uh, a lot of these fights, uh, I kind of agree kinda with the majority,
1: which I hate to do that, yeah. but. Well, we didn't do that very much in the last several. Uh, several cards were very difficult. We both have to agree on that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The last
0: one, I even said I wasn't very confident in my in my picks at all. That Marcelo, he's lost two of his last three. Uh, yeah, Martinez, seven knockout wins. Uh, he was knocked out himself by David Grant in his last fight. Both these guys, I believe, lost their last. Uh, TKO lost to Charles Jourdain in his last fight for Marcella.
1: yeah, I went. Jonathan Martinez. Yeah, man, me too. All right, <laughs> all right. the next fight, man. let me get this one. I got you on this okay, one. It's uh, right. Dolcha Langiambula versus marc Andre Barriout. Bariult, maybe. Um, and uh, eleven and two for Dolcha. Uh, he looks fucking terrifying in his uh, UFC picture here on it the does. on the app. Uh, you see, he agrees. Uh, and then, uh, he's 11 and two, uh, Mark Andre, 12 and four majority kind of going the Dolce route as I kind of started to myself, (laughs) but then I said, Hey, you know what, let's go, let's go ahead and switch it up here and see what happens. Throw a wild card in there as the, as, uh, as I do, because I have no idea. I don't know much about either one of these guys. I don't know what their records are as far as knockouts and their skill set. but I will say this, you know why, uh, Canadians are always so prone to saying, sorry, and they're always such nice people. Have you ever been slapped in the face in 20 degree below weather? <laughs> you know, hurts like fuck. Nobody wants to be slapped. That's the All whole right. joke, guys. Okay. Uh, you can cut that if you want, Sam. Wasn't great. Nah, now, I'll leave move that on. in there. <laughs> but it's anyways.
0: Something to think about.
1: <laughs>
0: Stay calm. That's why everybody gets mad when it's hot. <laughs> the tempers flare up in the heat. Exactly. You don't want to take a chance getting nope, hit in the but winter. It. But yeah, hey, man, I want the, the same way you went on this one. And uh, nice. Mark and Andre... Nine knockout wins. He's never been finished, even though he is one one and three in the UFC. But uh, yeah, did, this is tough to call. But I went his way. Uh, Dolce. He's two and one in UFC. He's got five knockout wins out of his eleven. Five decision wins. He's thirty six years old. He's only five foot eight. Man, where Mark An- Andre's six one. So yeah, I want Mark Andre. Even though sixty five percent of people pick Dolce.
1: So. Yeah, which I, I can understand why. I think uh you got ha- you just we haven't seen enough from the other guy. You know what I mean? We haven't really mm-hmm. seen it's simply I think what you said it's not as accurate as uh we are. Okay. <laughs> that's that's why they listen to us, Sam. That's right. why they come. The,
0: the featherweight uh belt next, uh Julian Arosa this is Charles Jordan. And we got another height difference, man. Jordan's he's five foot nine, where Erosa's six uh, Rosa, seven knockout wins, set, uh, 11 submission wins. Thing is, he's been knocked out five times himself. That's he's kind of susceptible to getting knocked out. I think, so,
1: I think Jordan has a uh, highlight knockout in his last fight. His last one or two, if I'm not mistaken, he put somebody, oh, uh, yeah, away he's um,
0: quick. his last fight, it was against the uh Marcelo that's uh fighting and knocked him right. out. The guy's fighting on a, a first, first makes sense, and, and he's he's never been finished. Uh, all, so, who do you got? And all his wins are our finishes. Eight knockout wins, three submissions.
1: I went with Charles Jordan. Well, good. Because you know what, dude? This is where juliana Rose is about to turn it all around. He's going to come back. The kid's got 35 fights. He's been in there. He said, You can knock me out. You can kick me. You can beat me while I'm down. But guess what, buddy? I'm still coming. Now, this is why I like to take this fight. And I, I've been watching Juliana Rosa since fucking the contender series. I like his style. He has a gritty style. He'll get in your face. And if he can pull it out, he will. The thing is, is he could also get knocked out. And that could set up for a highlight reel, which this is that fight. This is the fight that's saying, does Juliana Rosa continue to fight in the UFC? Does Jordan have possibilities of fighting a top 10, top 15 guy? Mm-hmm. Boom. There you have it, folks. That's why we're better than that Signature Strike fucking podcast. What was it again? I don't care. Don't tell me the real name of it. I don't know. <laughs> signature Strike. It sounds like a bowling shoe. Yeah. That sounds like a uh, one of those
0: slap fighting uh, things, which there I did just go. watch the pay-per-view of the championship strike strike fight.
1: Yeah, I got wrapped up in some slap fighting here recently, too. No bullshit. I can't. <laughs> Sometimes you just get caught up in it. i seen like, an advertisement
0: on fucking Twitter last Friday night, man. I was i was about to leave work and i just checked twitter uh fight tonight pay-per-view yeah. uh slap fighting i said you know what fuck it i'm getting it so um yeah they had, they had two fights with unlimited rounds yeah that's a mistake you don't fucking do that <laughs> One yeah. went like 27 rounds doctor had to finally hey, call it anyway
1: who's bringing the whiskey You know, who's bringing the fucking whiskey? All right. All
0: right. Um, Back into it. We got
1: a phenom. We got a fucking phenom. You don't even have to talk about the other guy. We both know we're taking. (laughs) But I will. We both. Oh, do you just wait a second? Let me make this show for a second. Um, Jack Shore, dude. He's 14 and 0, man. The kid is 95% chosen in this fight because the other guy doesn't even have a picture. All right. But that's Ludwig Shaolinian. Charlinian. yes you, you know, know him um he's from the contender series yes yes or, he's uh, he's the
0: re- pure wrestler that that's pretty much all he can do
1: is he from the contender series or the ultimate
0: no fighter? no the ultimate fighter i'm sorry he's the guy yeah. that uh okay. beat um uh the fucking guy i was yes. just talking about on the last card Yeah, Petrosky, Petrosky okay. was Here beating him up the first round and then he just Set on top of him the next two, took
1: him down. Yeah, this is one of the guys that I thought was going to win. This is one of the guys yeah, that this, kind of put my card. This guy's like afterwards. a pure but. wrestler, pure wrestler. That's why I'm thinking Jack Shore, man. I think, I think it's going to be a knockout and it might be quick. What do you think? It could outside be. Outside of that.
0: It could be. I So where have I been? Where I haven't, I haven't, I don't know much about this Jack Shore guy. All I know is Ludwig is really not that good. He's a pure I mean, wrestler, and he doesn't do anything yeah. when he gets you down but lay on top of you.
1: I don't know shit about him either, man. He <laughs> okay. could, he, he could so, stink. So, all I'm saying, I thought, the name I thought you're Shore. like. I thought you were like,
0: um, he's a fucking rising star. You've been, like, scouting him out, man, you know. I've never heard
1: of him. I don't think I've seen him fight one time. Well, all if he does get, get taken
0: down and laid on top by Ludwig, <laughs> then uh Ludovic, then he does have eight submission wins. So. Exactly. He's undefeated.
1: He's not seen defeat. He's not worried so yeah, about this I won't with kid him. Whatsoever. He's a huge
0: favorite and he should have no problem with Ludovic.
1: Exactly. I, I I simply choose him with the name like Jack Shore because he's got, he's like, he sounds like a villain in The Transporter with Jason Statham. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jack Shore. Where's fucking Jack Shore? He's coming to kill me and my family. Is that a, what does Jason Statham sound like? I have fucking no idea. <laughs> I listen to everything with the sound off. I watch everything. Doesn't matter. Skip it. Cut all that. Uh, Molly McCann versus Ji Yin Kim. Ji Yeon Kim, I think. Um, Ten and four for Molly McCann. I like that record. Uh, I like the way she fights. Uh, versus nine, three, and two, which that is a weird record. Number one, we're seeing a lot of these no contest or draw, what have you, uh, for the female division. I won't go too deep into that. You guys know how. Sixty-eight uh, percent went with Molly McCann, and I'm taking that as well. Uh, I do believe this to go to a decision. I don't think we're going to see. It. Yeah. Uh.
0: Yeah. It's going to a decision. I wrote that down and underlined. Going to decision, and I went with G.U.M. Uh, Kim. Uh, I just went her way. D-d-d- both these women are on a... Like McCann's lost her last two. Kim's lost two of her last three. Who the hell knows? Decision yeah. for sure. Let's move it's a on. I picked Kim. Let's move fast on.
1: Fast. Uh, fine. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, go ahead. She's Lightweight belt is next. Patty Patti Uh Luigi... Vendorini, uh, Patty Pimblet. Well, what do you know about this guy, man? 16 and
1: three. All, uh, all I can tell you is I'm riding with a uh, Patty, of course. I'm taking Paddy Pimblet. I don't even think he's Irish, but I'm going to ride with him. That's fine. I, don't know. I should just continue to do Steve O, bro. Patty Pimblet, well, he's got this card.
0: Has like four or five people from England kind of wild. But uh, yeah, I picked him too, man. This is his right? UFC debut. Have you seen a picture of this guy? Because it's not I on this. He is a goofy looking motherfucker, dude. He's like a he is Is a white Ricky uh, Torcios. He's got like the the what the, the blonde mullet. He just looks okay, so goofy this, as shit. Hold on.
1: This is the guy that was the champion for a while in uh, the other division, the under the European Cage Warriors, I believe it is called. Hmm. Um, he was hmm. a champion for a long time. Very skilled, uh, I think, ground fighter. He's got great stand-up as well. So, of course, you got to take him, man. I'm not kidding. Look hmm. it up. That's the exact guy. I'm going with him anyways because I had a feeling that's who it was. Cage uh, Warrior. yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> he was fighting in that in that division, in that hmm. organization for a while, and they just finally gave him a UFC contract. That's awesome. Aww. So this is uh, sort of uh, an okay. introduction for everyone. That's why they, I think they're probably going 50-50 here.
0: Wow, I see he's got a win over Julian Rosa also. That's yeah, back in but he's 2016.
1: Not, he's he's, but. he's, guy. he's okay. another guy that's uh, he's got a swimmer's body like a Nate Diaz, you know, not super cut <laughs> anywhere, but you know, cardio is uh, everlasting. So we'll see okay. what happens. And I'm excited about and, that one. I picked him uh, too. Have, uh, go ahead. He to I was
0: going say even though Luigi's uh, he's finished uh, <laughs> all of his wins, five knockouts for some. He's lost two yeah. of his last three, one and two in the UFC. Yeah, I went with Patty.
1: Yeah, Luigi sounds like he stinks. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> its weird because I picked a lot of the Italian guys in the last card. This card, I'm saying, you know what? I screwed me over as I knew you would. Now, not because you're Italian. Don't cut that. Uh, <laughs> next up, we have Modestas Buus That sounds good. That sounds uh, great. Modestas uh, versus Khalil Roundtree Jr. And uh, Modestas is 11 and 4. went with this guy. I don't recognize, I kind of recognize. But what I do remember from Khalil Roundtree is he looked better than he's ever looked in uh, several of his last fights. Uh, He just kind of fell off for me, disappeared. Johnny Walker did him in, and then he came back looking, you know, decent. I think he went uh, to a decision last fight. Uh, The kid was training in Japan and shit like this doing crazy stuff. I think he was on the, uh, Joseph, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Well, um, and
0: he Ra- Realm Tree, He's lost his last two, last four. His last win was against Eric Anders. There we go. So,
1: He is one of those guys that for me, I-, I, I was on the hype train for a second. You know, I was like, okay, well he's got, he has real legit training. He's really invested himself in this because we, we saw him get beaten by Walker badly. And the way he came back was impressive. The fact that he's even still around is impressive. I I am going with him. I don't I don't know what the future is for him, but I do wish the best. He's nine and five, man. I mean, that's not mm-hmm. a great record for somebody that has incredible skill.
0: Well, I went with Modestus, even though he's lost his last two as well. I went that way. Did Khalid Roundtree, man. I I didn't listen to the Joe Rogan episode, but I, I mean, I'm sure he's got some interesting stories to tell because I I did read where when he was two, his dad was. Shot and killed while he was working as a tour manager for boys to men. I thought that was a pretty wild, little story, but yeah, I went the other way.
1: Yeah, Trey Sean talks to his grandma's ghost, and Michael Jackson's uh <laughs> fight with CM Punk was uh, no contest. So, <laughs> CM Punk just 18... just no,
0: retired from the UFC
1: <laughs> officially. Well, thank Christ. Uh, we'll see you in the Hall of Fame, guy. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, bud.
0: No, I was just saying, Michael Jackson. They're still putting them up, like putting his oh, tweets up on hey. the TV. I think they're hey. doing that just to piss us off. Alex Morano, oh, oh, oh. David Zaweda. He's from Germany. He's lost three of his last four. So a lot of these guys are on like kind of losing streaks, man. So we'll see how it shakes out. But I went with Alex Morano. Mar- the guy is six six six. He's got six KO, six submissions, six decisions. We gotta gotta do something about that wins, man. You gotta break. Break off something else so we can end at six 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 6 If he knocks this
1: guy out, he's going to explode. Um, here's I like this fight. Uh, Morano, for me, is also where I'm going. I do think this is going to be a slugfest, though. I think both these guys are going to come in and try to prove something. Perhaps because we've been doing this podcast for so long, we went through so many of these cards. We're seeing a trend where it is a back and forth, whereas last card was so much more difficult to decide whether the guy wins or loses, does he go up or down in division where this one, it's like, does this guy get fired? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And that's the trend we're seeing. The pay-per-views are not like that. The pay-per-views are the guys that they are putting money behind. Has to be. Mm -hmm. Okay. Come train at the apex for me, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Sleep in the bunks, the pull out beds. I don't know what it looks like. It's probably some, (laughs) it's military.
0: That's some bunk beds. Uh,
1: Yeah. Uh, I do like Murano. I think he, he, he's, He's got potential in this division to me, and uh, he might be one of these guys that people aren't paying too much attention to. But he is very skilled, and I've seen him do some great things and and stay in there. Uh, that's why I think also I'm I, maybe I'm just saying that because eighty six percent with him, and I have no idea who mm-hmm. he is. Uh, next fight, I mean, he's no, eight and four in UFC. Like he's what
0: eight and four in the UFC.
1: Yeah, so he's, he's been he's around. Good people. It's just like they're not paying it. The, it to me. He's like an Oliveira, an Edson Barboza, where it's mm-hmm. like these guys have been around. They've had a streak that wasn't consistent enough. Then they had a streak again, you know what I'm saying? And I think it's just a matter of improving. These guys have to get better. And I think when you get into the UFC, there is this this stalemate within yourself where you're like, well, I've made it this far. Why should I improve until my next fight? Okay, what happened in that fight? I still have two more fights on the contract. Should I continue to train and improve in this one area? I improve. Like, look at the way Conor McGregor fought Dustin, Dustin Poirier. That's a pr- prime example of a man training for a specific way to fight. And that fight... That part of the fight failing him. Does that make sense? Where it's like, oh, the first fight he was throwing hands, he got knocked out. The second fight he throws kicks, he breaks his fucking leg. You see what I'm saying? Where it's like, the, you knew what he was training because of the way that the fight ended. Mm. And that's the same way that these guys don't understand when it comes to improvement. You have to improve to better in all areas. You see, it doesn't matter how you lose, right? That shouldn't be the case. You get fucking tapped out. You know, learn how to throw better punches, right? Avoid being taken down. There's a lot of, just improve everywhere. Uh, but anyways, right, uh, I, I love this. Uh, fight, I do fight. too, this man. This fight.
0: this is the highlight fight for me. Heavyweight fight. Tom Aspinall, <laughs> Sergio Spivak.
1: I just want to say this is one of those fights where I'm like, I want it to end so fast, but I also think these assholes come out here and fucking do some Dada 5000. You know what I mean? Like, this could be boring. <laughs> I don't know, boring. man. <laughs> Hold on. Here's one. <laughs> here's, ahead, one I, here's I don't have any grounds for this yet, but All I right. do believe as soon as Michael Bisbing says anything about this fight ending early, if he's there, because there's a lot of, you know, European guys, Darren, T- Darren Till, uh, if he says, and I know he's going to be there, if he says, well, it's home Aspinall, great fighter. I think he's going to come in, knock him out. It's, it's going to be a quick fight. It's going to be a quick fight, Dan Hardy. Glad to see you back again. Great, my Let's talk about the fight. No, what I'm getting at is if that because that that's the Joe Rogan to me of like European fighters. He knows the most about these guys. And he says when he says something like this, you know that it's not going to happen. It's just like when Joe Rogan's like, he's, don't blink. And then you're like, I fucking have blinked so much. <laughs> i'm falling asleep you know what i mean it's like this is I, if that happens then we know it's not going to end quickly but you gotta believe because it's
0: one in the morning the fights are happening yeah no shit
1: <laughs> uh but what i was gonna say is tom aspinall for me he could be the future of this division and that mm-hmm. is not something i don't think is uh hard for a lot of people to agree with
0: now tom Asp- aspinall is a beast man he's 10 and 2 but one of those losses was one of those illegal up down elbows, just like the John Jones only loss. Should not even it should not be a loss, It's disqualification. No one beat him. But uh yeah, man. Uh the guy he hasn't lost since 2016. And that was that fucking that, that elbow like I was just talking about. Yeah. Aspinall is a beast. He is he a badass looks
1: like a guy that would wear a bowler hat. And ride the, the bicycle with the giant wheel and the tiny wheel on the back. You know, what I'm talking about from like the 1940s, like his haircut, his mustache, oh, okay. everything about him, aside from the fact that he's like 6'5, <laughs> makes him look like a Monopoly guy. You know what I mean? Like he looks very vintage and then he, he talks with an accent. He's, he's you know, hey, I'm Thomas Spinoza. I come in, I'm a fighter. I like, and also, that's what we loved about him. Remember when we heard him speak on the microphone and the way he talked about being a fighter? He's like, It might not be today, it might not be tomorrow. 10 years from now, I will be champion. And dude, I'm in love. I love that. shit. That makes me a fan of you. That's why I can skip all of that on the contender series.
0: <laughs> well, I like the contender series, but man, I do too. I'm just, both these guys I'm are good, both these guys are good. Yeah, and, and Spivak, he's he's only 26 years old, he's got a he, decent chin as well. And he's yeah. tall. He's a I big mean, guy. 13 and two. He's got five knockouts, six. Submits. He's four and two in the UFC. I mean, it's pretty he, wild to be four and two in the UFC and only 26. Exactly. I'm exactly.
1: Sorry. And the only division I feel that that happens in as far as male is the heavyweight division because they are. So, I mean, Parker Porter talked in the contender series. Get the fuck out. Of oh here. yeah. That uh, was
0: ridiculous. <laughs> but Aspinall, all his wins well, are finishes. Eight knockouts, two submissions. Uh, Let's say he wins. Where does he go from here? I mean, I well, think well, both these guys really—they're both. Uh, I think uh, Aspinall's 13th. Uh, Spivick is 14th. Uh Who do they fight? Maybe Uh, uh
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like I'm that. good with all of it. I mean, I would Curtis even, Blades. Because, <laughs> yeah. The one thing that I find that makes sets Aspinall apart from everybody else in this division is his pure athleticism. The way he is willing to risk. And he's fucking hella accurate when he does. I just wonder, it, because he's. we have already, I, I guess I can't even say I wonder anymore, because we kind of know his mindset is, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to beat everybody up eventually. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's going to have to happen. And I like that. Uh, Spivak doesn't talk very much, but I do like this matchup. And it does say, hey, both of these guys are going to be fighting ranked fighters, if not being ranked themselves already. And they're both going to, their projection is forward. It's not downward, yeah. even if they lose, either one of them. Yeah. But next up, we got it, man. We've made it. Two-hour-long episode for you guys. You're welcome. A lot of good riffs there. I mean, Sam did a great job, too. I
0: uh, we'll appreciate it. <laughs> uh,
1: Derek Brunson, dude. Um, we talked about this. I just want to set this up a little bit. It is Derek Brunson right. versus Darren Till. Um, we mentioned the Derek Brunson and how he did in his last fight and so on and so forth, and we were kind of wondering what was what was the future for him as well. Because he is an older guy. He's been in the division for a long time. He's been around for a long time. We've seen him fight a lot.
0: He's 37. Where,
1: Where does he go? Because he has also been beaten by the champion, and he's also been beaten in devastating fashion by several other guys at the top of the division. So that is why I like this matchup a lot, because Darren Till is still very new to this division, but he is highly skilled and highly followed. People love this fucking guy. I like him from the moment that he came in and just smashed Donald Cerrone and went on the tear that he did, only to be stopped and slowed down and moved up in a division. I'm still happy I'll be a fan forever for that because that says, I'm a fucking fighter. And (laughs) the way he takes his mindset with fighting is very very, uh, visceral as well, and I enjoy that. The fact that he said, I'll move the fuck up. I'll fight bigger dudes or smaller dudes. It doesn't matter. I have the power in all the divisions. And he has shown to be improving, unlike a lot of these guys we've said before. Darren Till has gotten better, and I think he is still very dangerous in this weight class. So I will go with him simply because I think it might be a decision because of Derek Brunson being a vet. I feel like he's going to be able to handle the power and the cardio and everything else that Darren Till brings. But I do think Darren Till will probably shine and, uh, you know, we'll see a title fight soon. I think I think it's gonna happen. If not a title fight, he will fight Adesanya eventually because that's a selling fight mm-hmm. in, in multiple countries. Pay per view, it that sells for sure. So they gotta get this one out of the way because they ha- they have to acknowledge, at least right now, Derek Brunson is doing something well. He's moving you know what I mean? Like yeah. this doesn't I, happen. I exactly to you guys to date. He he's like Donald Cerrone
0: he's uh... a Oh, good.
1: I was just going to say uh, a similar predicament with Donald Cerrone. Had he beat Conor McGregor, dude, he would be right here fighting for a belt. He would be right there in the talk with Dustin Poirier and uh, all these other guys at the top of the division like that. But that's where Darren Till is, too, is because he's so new to the division. We're saying, hey, man, this is a guy who's older. He's 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 on a tear. Prove yourself. You have to prove yourself now do you belong in this division because you've been gone for so long. And there is also talk about him being gone again and all this shit. I don't know. People are talking about Darren Till for sure <laughs> on social media. But anyways, go ahead, buddy.
0: No, I was just say uh, Vare- Brunson, he's 37, but he, the man's got four wins in a row. I mean, they're not all spectacular fashion, but they all, he comes in, he can wrestle, he can box. You know, yep. he, he's, he's he well-rounded and yeah. he, he hasn't, he hasn't lost since 2018. He's got good power too. He really does. does. He has some
1: power and he's not, he's not even a real big guy for the division. I don't think when you see him fight everybody he fights, he always looks to be the smaller guy, but I do think that, that he packs, he packs a punch dude. And he's been in there. He he hasn't lost since
0: he faced uh, Israel Sonda. That was his last loss and he's been working his way back since. uh,
1: because, okay, tell me real quick if you can remember, just to kind of close the show. What was the last 185 that we were talking about? Because it was a big deal. We were saying, hey, what happens to either one of these guys? Uh, it was Uriah Hall and Sean Strickland. Okay? That was the last one we talked about. And we had, we had this kind of this, not debate, but we had this huge discussion on what the fuck, where does Uriah Hall go being his age? And where does Sean Strickland go fighting Uriah Hall at his age and, and where he is in the, in the division? And now we got Brunson versus Till. So I think natural setup is probably a Brunson versus Hall, a Sean Strickland versus Till. It doesn't matter the outcome, right? Because mm-hmm. these guys are all sitting up there kind of in a limbo position in the 85 division saying, who gets the title shot? Who gets to fight Israel and be a new guy instead of a Whitaker? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. I potentially can see Strickland... In that position. I mean, Not right now. He's got to have another fight, uh, another fight, and then push him on. I mean, with the females, you can take someone like Lauren Murphy. Come on, man. She doesn't yeah, deserve, deserve a fight. <laughs> Megan Anderson. You can do the same I shit with Sean Strickland, so but Strickland I mean, has fought better competition, and he's dominated. Give and, him one more fight and push him on up. I mean, who you're running out of people to the, fight Israel.
1: Look at the Exactly. Look at the trend as well when it comes to these guys that are being thrown into fights after a two-day's notice, okay? These guys that are that's happening to, they're coming out on top and they're doing it in dramatic fashion. The UFC used to be known for taking a guy, giving him two fights, i.e. Michael Chandler, giving him a title shot if he had won those two fights and saying, good fucking luck. Why wouldn't they do the same thing with a guy like Sean Strickland simply out Mm -hmm. of the value of the fighter? You could build a fucking star in five fights, you know what I'm saying? Instead of saying, oh, we're going to... Pushing them around, make him fight some older guys, some newer guys. Can he can he keep these guys down in the division? You know, let's let's see what the fuck happens, dude. And you're also showing Izzy somebody that doesn't have a lot of information on it. You got a little bit of tape here and there, but it it made it more fun, it made it more interesting, and now we're at a point where it is a business and it is more of a support because we do have a ranking system. Had the ranking system not been around, guaranteed Sean Strickland. Performed well his first three fights. Uh, guess what, buddy? Title shot. That's just what it was. I mean, Brock Lesnar did it. Okay, it's not just mm-hmm. because he was in the WWE. It's because heavyweight division is always very sparse. You win three fights dramatically and you look like a monster. That sells fights, my yeah, friend. Yeah, I mean we you all know, I mean?
0: know how dangerous Uriah Hall is, and he beat the brakes off him. I mean it wasn't it wasn't close. But uh, exactly. I just want to say about Darren Till, man. For someone that's 18 and three. His three losses have been in
1: his last four fights. That's including yeah. a loss to Tyrone Woodley. But still, I mean, you watch those fights and you can agree they could have gone his way. He now, performed pretty well in, in uh, most of them. Most, it, of, them, most of them. At 185.
0: And I'll say this, even though I did pick him, I went with them. you can see. I picked uh, Aaron Till. But even that uh, Stephen Thompson, the, um, the win that he had over uh, Wonder Boy... I mean, that that fight was back and forth. That I don't know, man. I, I thought Wonderboy may have had that fight. Tilt kept taking him down, but he never did anything with him.
1: Well, so, that was simply a no, don't leave it to the judges situation. Exactly, exactly. Because, because here's what it was. And you does Wendover Gastelum as you. a
0: split decision win? When-
1: you have to remember who they want to see. Okay, Stephen Thompson has been there before. They've seen it too many times. So the judges in their heads are already saying, well, we want to fucking at least try to push the guy. You know, any even if it was one of the judges who thought that. That alone has to be thought. It has to. If you know anything about the fight game, you got to say, well, fuck, Stephen Thompson's already done it. We've seen him. He, he's the same guy every time he's in there. All it takes you know is what? the one guy to understand it. You know what I mean?
0: The um, um, the, the thing with Till, he's fought top-level competition. But I'm going to tell you, I mean, his his win. I So let's say he lost three of his last. Well, that one win was against Gastelum in a split decision. That could have went either way. That could have that could have been a loss. And then Wonderboy could have been a loss. It really could have. That could have been. He could be looking at five straight losses. He's not. But it it could have well, easily he went
1: that, that way. It really could have. Your first point was exactly what makes the most uh, value pays the most right. value for him is the fact that he fought those two guys. And he didn't get knocked out. He mm-hmm. didn't get beat up, per se. You know what I mean? He fought. And he was in those fights. You never saw him at a point of where it was like, oh, shit, it's over for him, whatever, what have you. The difference he, is, is like, hey, he, he Derek Brunson to, is a different type a, of fighter. You know, maybe Derek Brunson's hungry as shit, dude. He maybe could he's be. pissed. You know, maybe he's upset. At Izzy, this fucking random new guy came in and did him like he did him, and he wants Izzy again. That I, That sells me. Well, I'm saying
0: I, but tell I, I have I have Till picked, but I mean we don't know from from what I know Till he might not be the same as he was. He's got a lot of extracurricular activities going yeah. on outside the UFC, stealing My taxis, case. doing this. How seriously is he taking his training? I don't know, man, because he's always got something going on. It seems it's
1: all about who he surrounds himself
0: with, tearing man. up hotel Mitchell, rooms, you know, some, yeah, shit like that. Yeah.
1: This is again. We've made this a point of uh, a matter so, here on the show. A so this subject, should be a good
0: uh, fight. I mean, Brunson. Who knows? Who knows what kind of shape? Like you said,
1: he knows well, this. He knows this is division. his last
0: chance to to get up there. He's thirty seven.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's weird. This is one of the rare occurrences. It doesn't happen often where a guy who's this late in his career—not late, but been fighting this long—and he's up there where he could potentially be a title challenger. You know, against a guy he's fought before which makes it even more interesting. You're selling a number two. And that doesn't happen very often where a guy, a guy literally had to climb the ranks again, you know, and he fucking mm-hmm. made it back. If he comes out here and and does some things, you know, devastates Darren Till, we, you're selling me, dude. I'll see the Izzy fight for sure. And I think Izzy is like, well, let's We're fucking run it. We're selling this you know, fight. This is a guy... More than
0: fucking yeah. ESPN is.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah we, got, we don't have to hire some guy from ESPN who wears a suit that's too small. Mm-hmm. You know, we just do it <laughs> with my strange glasses. But anyways, yeah, dude, fucking great episode. You guys are uh, beautiful. Uh, check out the fucking uh, link in the episode description. Join the group where we pick the fights, make the picks, pick the fights yourself. You know, try to do better than us or, you know, who cares anyways? What difference does it make? Are we going to win a prize? You can. Uh, Do we ever? Probably not. Too many people get perfect records. It's weird. Uh, Patreon.com slash podculture. You know, we're doing things over there, all kinds of podcast stuff. Haven't done anything in forever, and I'm just saying that out loud now. Um, (laughs) But check it out, dude. Join it. Three dollars. That dude with ears on Instagram. One minute metal. I'm doing a lot more of that shit. A lot more vocal stuff instead of uh, vocal stuff. (laughs) If that makes sense. Uh, music stuff, I, I suppose. But yeah, dude, uh, this is one of my favorites. I was so happy when I made that fucking video thing, and I fucked it up and deleted the second half of it so I couldn't post the rest oh. of it on my stories the other day. I was annoyed with that. But I want to make another one where Connor's leg is in it, so get ready. <laughs> right. It's going to be much more suspenseful. But yeah, dude, uh, plug your shit too. Plug the fucking Instagram for the, the actual this this show.
0: Uh, Instagram, follow us on Twitter. I'll put the link... The Twitter and the shows as well. Um Yeah. I mean, this fight's early. I'll probably be live tweeting some shit and come find us, man. We're not, it's in the show notes. It's there. If you made it this far, you might as oh, well, yeah. you might as well just do it. <laughs> so what do you got to
1: lose? Play <laughs> on your podcast player. And this is just a shuffle. You know what I mean? We're just on a shuffle and you got this. By and, accident, and i would tell right? you, cause you touched on this at the, <laughs> the beginning of this is I've been
0: a fan of UFC for a while now. And I would love to just listen to someone set the fights up like we are. So us picking who we think is going to win is only part of it. The way we yeah. set the fights up, hey, this guy, this guy, this could happen. Where is he it go from here? That's what I think is interesting about this show. Just wanted to exactly. throw that in there.
1: And also, uh, we're just both very charming. It's highly produced. I mean, Sam does a great job on the ones and no. twos. I don't do any production of this fucking podcast. My production is understand. nothing, hardly. We might as well, well be live, I'll, my friend. We might well, as well just, just be
0: live.
1: Uh, well, uh, for all the people that are coming here just to listen to me for the weird reasons that they do, they have to understand that I simply just turn on the microphone on this side. And most of the time, my Wi-Fi doesn't work. But all the audio and everything and the editing and the, the posting and the tweets and all this. stuff. This is, you know, Sam's out there doing fucking all the work for this show. I simply come in and be the fucking the mad dog, I guess, of the of this type of uh, uh, podcasting. But we do set it up very well even though my knowledge on some of these guys isn't very vast, I still will have an opinion regardless of what, you know, what I have just simply on the knowledge of fighting. Like fucking, I, I love this. I don't care how I do when I pick the shit. I'm, I just like saying, Hey man, if I could do uh, enough wins in a row, maybe I put a few dollars on one of these fights and it'll be Connor again and I'll lose. But <laughs> you know, that is what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. it's e- a even show, when dude. I pick someone uh, some, too, you know? sometimes like dare to fight, I'll be like, come on man knock his ass out even, even, it's the guy I didn't even pick depends on how the fight goes you know. Yeah.
1: exactly yeah yeah. It was, it's just because we're fans this shit doesn't yeah. mean anything I'm, if the guy's doing well fucking do well mm-hmm. fucking knock him out AJ Fletcher you know what I mean flying me that ass yeah. like we do and we're going to fly and meet our way out of here guys thank you so much peace <laughs>